Hello and a wonderful Wednesday to each and every one of you, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, and wherever you are watching. Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to detail why the Memphis Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies, have the best starting five in the NBA currently. And it's not all about Ja Morant. Every member of the starting lineup is contributing. Plus, I'm going to preview tonight's game against the Portland Trailblazers. Another opportunity for the Grizzlies to get off to a great start on a back-to-back swing on the West Coast. That and much more on this edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Let's get it going. Your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we are officially a full week into the Grizzlies 2021-2022 season. It's hard to believe that. It's hard to believe it's almost the end of October, but yet here we are. Again, thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. You can find the show at Locked on Grizz. Myself right here at StatsSAC on Twitter. The podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where it will be. And you also can obviously find us here on YouTube, completing our first month on YouTube. It's been a great experience. Thank you for all the support. Make sure where where you're listening to your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, you listen, review, and subscribe. Here on YouTube, hit that subscribe button below. Let's us know you enjoy the show. Let's others be able to, who want to enjoy the show, find it. It just makes the overall experience best for everybody involved. My name's Sean Coleman. I'm a credential media member with the Grizzlies in my fourth season covering the team. Your host here at Locked on Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every single day. And we can't thank you enough for every day you make Locked on Grizzlies your first listen of the day. But make sure you check out the Locked on NBA podcast as well. All the latest news from around the NBA. It seems every single night somebody else unexpectedly is having a special night. And that is the defining characteristic of the start to the season. Check all the latest out wherever you get podcasts available for free as well as on YouTube when it comes to the Locked on NBA podcast. So I'm not lying. It wasn't a tease. It wasn't some type of, you know, statement just to, it wasn't some type of hot take just to get you to stay tuned. The Memphis Grizzlies currently have the best starting five in the NBA. If you want proof, here it is. Of all the five-man lineups going into last night's games, of all the five-man lineups that have played 30 or more minutes in the NBA this season, the Memphis Grizzlies have the top two five-man, or excuse me, the top five-man lineup in the NBA so far of the season. If you want to dwindle it down to a four-man lineup, of all the four-man lineup combinations that have played for any team in the NBA this year, the Memphis Grizzlies have the top two four-man lineups that have played at least 50 minutes together. And if you want to have a lot of fun, if you want to knock it down one more level to the three, all the three-man lineup combinations that have played 50 or more minutes in the league this year so far, The Grizzlies have six of the top seven three-man lineup combinations in the NBA so far this season. And the overwhelming majority of those lineups are different combinations of the Grizzlies starters. John Morant, Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams. Now, obviously, John Morant playing at an all-star, all-NBA, early season MVP candidate level. And again, he should have won 
player of the week, but it's Steph Curry. We won't, you know, argue too much against the week that Steph had. My point is, though, is that while obviously all the attention is on Jaw, as is deserved, each member of this starting lineup is doing their job, and they're doing it at a better level than many expected coming into the season. And while it is the three-guard rotation of Jaw, DeAnthony Melton, and Desmond Bain that are doing the heavy lifting when it comes to scoring, Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. are doing more than enough on their end to contribute and to support to make sure that the starting lineup, especially on offense, is consistently churning out positive value. For instance, when it comes to Steven Adams so far this year, among NBA centers, Steven Adams is first in offensive rebounding, he's fifth in total rebounds, and he is second in assists per game when it comes to centers in the NBA. He's contributing in the ways that you expect for him to contribute, but he also, as we saw in the preseason, is opening up an additional avenue of value that allows for him to be able to contribute in multiple ways without being a scorer, without being a three-point shooter. He has not attempted a three-pointer this season so far. That's very surprising for a starter in tailored in a Taylor Jenkins starting lineup. But the fact that he's rebounding at the rate that he is, adding extra possessions per game with his offensive rebounding, his free throws are going in, and he's facilitating like he is, that more than makes up for the fact that he's not a threat from three. And combined with Jaron Jackson Jr., that's what makes it even more special. Jaron is rebounding at the best rate of his career. He is still getting finding his offensive groove. But when you look at the three-point production, even though it's only been three games, it is encouraging to see that with Jaron coming off a healthy summer, his three-point production right now is at the level it was during his sophomore season when he was last healthy. During the 2019-2020 season, Jaron Jackson Jr. averaged 6.5 threes a game, or three-point attempts per game, and shot 39% from three. This preseason, in the four games he played, he averaged just over seven three-point attempts per game, making 48% of his threes. So far through three games, he's averaging 6.3 three-point attempts per game, making 42% of them. So Jaron is shooting at the level so far this year that he was shooting at during his sophomore season, and that is certainly encouraging. But the other thing about it is, is that because both of these players are doing what's expected of them, but also are doing more than was expected of them in other areas. It's allowing for them to consistently add value when they're in the game. One of the best indications of that is that as Steven Adams plays center with the starting lineup, and then Jaron will shift over to center and different lineup combinations between the bench and the starting lineup. When, with those two playing most of the minutes at center for the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies right now, have the second best plus minus measure of any team center position in the NBA. And that is certainly encouraging for the Grizzlies to combine with how well they're shooting the three. This means that every position on the court for the Grizzlies, when their starters are in the game altogether or in some type of lineup combination with the bench, they are contributing in very good ways. They are finding ways to consistently add positive value, and that's why this Grizzlies team right now has the best starting five in the league. Of course, you get the shooting from Jaron. You get the rebounding, offensive rebounding from Steven Adams. The combined playmaking has certainly been there. Obviously, the block production has been there as well. But another key 
key aspect to a couple of key aspects to why Jaron and Steven Adams are able to stay on the court possibly more than many expected starting the year to continue to add positive value in crucial moments is because number one, neither of them are fouling at a high rate. They're not really getting into foul trouble, but also they are combining to where they are perfect from the free throw line this year. That is correct. Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. combined have not missed a free throw this season. So the fact that they're staying out of foul trouble while also not being liabilities at the free throw line when they're in the game is giving Taylor Jenkins the opportunity to keep them in the game longer, which is allowing for them to continue to add positive value for longer stretches, putting the Grizzlies in good positions to win games. Now, obviously, some of these numbers are not going to sustain. But none of these numbers are really outrageous when you come to think about it. Steven Adams' assist numbers may go down. They're going to miss a free throw eventually. Jaron probably will have a game or two where his foul trouble crops up. But if they can at least stay consistent with adding positive value and can show improvement in needed areas, for Steven Adams, it's the free throw shooting and the playmaking. For Jaron, it's the ability to foul less, rebound more, as well as continue to shoot the three well. If they can improve in the secondary parts of their skill sets, like we've seen so far this year, positive results should continue to follow. So certainly an exciting combination or an exciting development when it comes to the two bigs in the Grizzlies starting lineup so far this season. But obviously, while the bigs are doing a great job supporting, it's the three-guard combination of Jaw, Desmond Bain, and DeAnthony Melton that have absolutely produced in a fantastic at a fantastic level so far this year and while jaw is getting all the headlines it's desmond bain and d'anthony melton that are really doing a great job of supporting jaw when it comes to scoring and putting the grizzlies in a great position to win each time out but i can tell you this when you go out and it's warm temperatures i can tell you that something that certainly could put you in a great position to not have to worry about excessive sweating is sweat block Sweat block is the doctor-created and doctor-recommended rec idea that allows for you to have confidence when you go out in hot temperatures. Stop excessive sweat for up to seven days per year per, per use. There's a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Not just for armpits, chest, back, feet, hands. Use it anywhere, and I mean anywhere that sweats. No matter where you may have excessive sweating, sweat block can allow for you to have your confidence going out once again in the hot weather. If you or someone you know is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out sweat block. Get it, get 20% off today if you go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code locked on or go to Amazon or CBS. There are plenty of places for you to find sweat block. And once you find it and make it a part of your day, it's going to give you the confidence to go out again. Try sweat block out today. We certainly want to thank you for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day, but I cannot go without addressing this right here. The Atlanta Braves, my favorite Major League Baseball team, are in the World Series. And it just so happens that Dylan Short and the Locked On Braves podcast have now started their own YouTube channel. So check out Locked On Braves. If you're an Astros fan, check out Locked On Astros. If you enjoy listening to your favorite NFL team throughout the day for training camp updates, or if you enjoy listening to the latest news for your favorite college football team, whatever sport that's currently going on, your favorite team is likely covered through the Locked On Podcast Network. After you listen to Locked On Grizzlies, 
make sure to check out your fa- another favorite team of yours for your second listen of the day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So obviously with Dylan Brooks being out, we knew that DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain were going to be in highly featured roles. They were going to be relied on heavily to come in and produce. And the hope was, was that perhaps through Desmond Bain's shooting and DeAnthony Melton's defense, some sort of combination, their values would cross in a good way to add positive value. But they certainly have added positive value in probably a better way than many expected. But the surprise is, is that it's been mostly through their offensive play. It's amazing to see how good Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton has been when it comes to supporting scoring options with John Morant. They truly are the second and third scoring option behind John Morant right now. Yes, you would think Jaron would be most of the time, but... The Grizzlies, one of the secrets to success so far for this Grizzlies offense have been these scoring surges. I talked about it last year. In the playoffs and towards the end of the season, the Grizzlies needed to find, by featuring Bain and featuring Melton more, they did it in April of last year, but featuring Bain, featuring Melton, featuring Grayson Allen, they needed these shooting surges, these scoring surges, of where over a two to three minute span in the game, they made four or five threes. That's exactly what they're getting from Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton. I talked about it during the pre- during the preseason and the offseason. The Grizzlies needed to feature getting a combined 15 threes per game from Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. But with Dylan Brooks out, it's DeAnthony Melton. Well, the Grizzlies are doing exactly that. Right now, the Memphis Grizzlies are getting 20.5 three-point attempts per game from Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, and Jaron Jackson Jr. And between Melton and Bain, they're getting 14 three-point shot attempts per game. Just under eight attempts per game from Desmond Bain and just over six from DeAnthony Melton. But the big key is this, is that through that frequency, through being featured that much from three, you're getting six to seven combined threes per game from both Melton and Bain. Now, May, Bain right now, or excuse me, D'Anthony Melton right now is making 50, or 57% of his threes on just over six attempts per game. That's not going to last. It's just, it, it's not. If it does, we're talking about records being made. D'Anthony Melton will be an all-star if that type of production persists. But I don't think that it will. But the encouraging sign is this, is that while D'Anthony Melton probably is shooting a little bit above his skill and will regress in time, Desmond Bain right now is at 34% shooting the three. So if DeAnthony Melton is at 57% and and Desmond Bain is at 34%, we know that in time DeAnthony Melton may go down, but Desmond Bain is going to go up. And if they both level off at around 40% shooting from three, you're still going to maintain getting six to seven threes from them between 13, 14, 15 attempts per game. So while it may seem like with how well DeAnthony Melton is shooting the three, this type of production, six to seven threes on 13 to 16, three attempts per game between these two players, while it may not seem like it could persist, as their numbers regress positively for Bain and a bit negatively for Melton, the production will still be there. And that is definitely encouraging for the Grizzlies. We talk about how the Grizzlies really need to get in the teens 
every single time they play a basketball game this year. Well, if half of that production is taken care of by Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton, you have to feel more than confident that the rest will be made up by the rest of the team. So overall, the overall production from Melton and Bain when it comes to shooting the three is something that's highly encouraging to start the season, but even more highly encouraging is that as long as the frequency remains where they're getting 14 to 15 combined three-point shots a game, their production should remain and sustain to support Jaw and the Grizzlies' offense. But it's not just about them shooting the three. That really has surprised. There also has been across-the-board production. Seven combined rebounds per game. Five and a half, nearly six combined assists per game. And only 2.7 combined turnovers. So there's good assist to turnover. Good decisions are being made by both Bain and Melton. And over two combined steals per game as well. Now, of course... The thing that stands out is, is that as good as this combination has been on offense, the their defense certainly has – it's been good. It's been decent. The overall defense certainly has not been where you had hoped it would be. But I do start to think that that's a bit by design. And the reason why I say that is because with Taylor Jenkins and, and, and looking at the fact that Dylan Brooks – is going to be out. And it's been more than two weeks since we had an update on Dylan Brooks. So hopefully here towards the beginning of November, we should get an update. But my point is this, is that it seems as if Taylor Jenkins, in response to Dylan Brooks being out, instead of trying to replicate Dylan's defense in some way, shape, or form, it seems as if Taylor Jenkins put more of a preference on maximizing his offense. And if the end result was sacrificing a bit of defense, that's something that you simply live with. And it looks to be a smart decision so far. With Dylan Brooks out of the starting lineup and Kyle Anderson coming off the bench, not being featured as much off the bench, but with how well Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton are shooting, it does seem like that's the case. I mentioned it several times in the offseason. I felt that a great avenue for this Grizzlies team to exceed expectations once again was to have a top 10 defense. And they still have that capability once they get Dylan back. But at the end of the day, if the response to Dylan being out has been going with a more offensive approach, going with a more you know offensive-minded approach, especially when it comes to shooting threes, it's smart on Taylor Jenkins' end. Because not only are you having success with Bain and Melton shooting the three, but the more and more they do it, each and every game that they put under their belt as a combination of getting those 15 or so three point uh, combined three point attempts per game and producing well off of them, that just means that they'll be able to keep those rates up even as the season persists and their roles were to change. That is the byproduct of featuring an offensive mindset and featuring these two players. While their roles may change in time, they're going to get more comfortable with whatever role they're in coming right onto the court and producing from the offensive end. So yes, the overall Grizzlies defense is struggling. And a big reason why is because you're without Dylan Brooks and you're not starting Kyle Anderson. But the overall three-point shooting of De'Anthony Melton and Desmond Bain, as well as the fact that they have such good chemistry with Jaw, they're doing well to find their roles. They're, they're doing well Inter interchangeably looking for the being the guy to be featured from three with Jaron. The Grizzlies are doing a great job of finding either Melton Bain or Jaron in different ways for high percentage looks during the game. 
But overall, their chemistry with Jaw, their three-point production, and the fact that they are succeeding when being featured more, that's going to pay huge dividends down the road, especially when Dylan comes back to strengthen the defense. The Grizzlies will still be able to rely on these players to keep their offense at an above-average level, which should certainly help them win plenty of games this year. So as you can see, it's the shooting of Bain and Melton as well as their ability to contribute across the board. It's the overall rebounding as well as the facilitation of Steven Adams and the ability to stay on the court for both Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. It's not only about this starting lineup in support of John Moran finding multiple ways three or four different positive ways to produce from all the other four players that are supporting Moran, but they're able to do it by staying on the court. They're doing it in ways that need to be done for this Grizzlies team to stay consistent. The shooting, the rebounding, the free throw shooting, each and every player on this Grizzlies team right now is doing their job and then some, then some to support John Morant, and the results are absolutely outstanding. I'm not sitting here saying that this Grizzlies team is going to remain the best starting lineup in the NBA. But I will say this, though, the more it lasts, the as if the Grizzlies can stretch this out for as long as they possibly can, it's only going to make things easier on them as their schedule lightens up after this initial tough start to the season. So yes, the Grizzlies do have the best starting lineup in the NBA, but it's not just because of their superstar and John Morant. Bain, Melton, Adams, and Jaron Jackson Jr. each are doing their jobs and then some, and it's a great sight to see, and hopefully it will continue to finish out this West Coast road trip. But that's the focus of the Grizzlies tonight, is an opportunity to get another needed win on this West Coast road trip against the Portland Trailblazers. And though Portland, obviously, is a big threat offensively against any team that they play, there could be openings for the Grizzlies to certainly be able to accomplish that goal against Damian Lillard and company in Portland tonight. I'll tell you this, though. While it comes to the Grizzlies' starting lineup, there are plenty of options that they can rely on to offer huge contributions to support John Morant. Well, if you want options that can contribute in a huge way to making your day better, you need to check out Bilt Bar. That is correct. There are over 18 different flavors that you can go and enjoy at Bilt.com right now. And all the flavors are great. They all taste wonderful. You can mix and match, mix and match based off what tastes you're thinking makes your day better. If you go to build.com right now, choose from over 18 different flavors. Make one your breakfast in the morning. Make another flavor your snack in the afternoon. And if you go to build.com, you put in the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Make Built Bar a part of your day. It's going to make it better going forward. Again, go to build.com, put in the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. On tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, we'll review the game against the Portland Trailblazers. Talk a bit about how the Grizzlies' three-point shooting in this stretch of games against the Trailblazers and Golden State can really, really stand out against two of the premier three-point shooting teams in the league and can be a big boost for the Grizzlies going forward. And then, of course, we will preview the first matchup between the Grizzlies and the Warriors since that memorable play-in victory for the Grizzlies in Golden State back in May. All that on tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. So obviously the Grizzlies experienced their first loss of the season in Los Angeles against the Lakers. However, as Taylor Jenkins and John Morant and others, many covering the Grizzlies all pointed out, I feel there's much more positive than negative that comes from that game. And you're certainly going to get a motivated John Morant 
after he missed that free throw, despite an historic performance from him in L.A. But the Grizzlies, once again, are facing the Portland Trailblazers. And I know that many look at the New Orleans Pelicans as being the main rival so far in this new generation of the Grizzlies. But I, I would counter to say it probably is actually the Portland Trailblazers who may be the Grizzlies' biggest rival when it comes to the success that the Grizzlies have had, when it comes to the playoff aspirations the Grizzlies have had over the past two years. Just think about it. It was during the 2018 or 2019-2020 season in the bubble. It was the Grizzlies' close loss to Portland in the first game of the year that really set the tone for Portland to take over that eight spot and then have the advantage in the playing game, a very memorable playing game where John Morant absolutely shined back in the bubble. It ended the Grizzlies series, but that was the motivating factor for the Grizzlies to make the playoffs last year. And then last year, leading up to their playoff pursuit, it was that back-to-back -back stretch of games in a late April weekend in Portland where the Grizzlies did an absolutely wonderful job. Dylan Brooks absolutely shined, obviously getting on Damian Lillard's nerves, but the Grizzlies did a great job containing Lillard. Their offense rose to the occasion, and they got two big road wins that really put them, solidified their spot in a favorable position in the play-in tournament. So yes, the Pelicans may be, you know, geographically or logically, the Grizzlies' biggest rival right now. But I would say in terms of basketball success over the past few years, it certainly has been the Portland Trailblazers. Well, once again, the Grizzlies are going to be playing Portland in Portland, but this time it's going to be early in the season. And there is a very good opportunity for this Grizzlies team to get a needed victory to, at the very least, spy, be able to go 500 on this early West Coast road trip. And against the caliber of teams that they played, I certainly feel that definitely is a victory within itself. But Portland right now is one and two. And the big thing for Portland is, is that the way that they're, they're, they're still a top 10 offense in the NBA, but it's mainly because of how well they've been shooting the two, inside the arc versus beyond the arc. They are struggling right now from beyond the three-point arc, especially Damian Lillard, who only is two for 24 this season so far when it comes to shooting the three. But on the flip side, C.J. McCollum is absolutely getting off on his own right to an all-NBA start to start the season. Five, over five three-pointers made per game on over 11 attempts. 27 points per game right now for C.J. McCollum. He did it last year before an unfortunate injury. Got off to a great start to the season. He's doing it once again this year. But for Portland, while they are scoring the ball at a very good rate, there are some weaknesses in their game that certainly could play to the Grizzlies' favor. One thing is that right now they're 26th in the league when it comes to committing turnovers. They are one of the most prone teams to committing turnovers in the league. Certainly something that can fall into the Grizzlies' hands. The Grizzlies certainly looked their best at creating turnovers on Sunday night against the Lakers. That was a way that they were able to stay in the game. So the Grizzlies, we did it last year against Portland. It's been a weakness of Portland over the past few years. If the Grizzlies can force the, the Trailblazers to commit turnovers frequently, that could certainly play into the Grizzlies' favor. But also, just in terms of defense in general for Portland, that, again, is an area that they're struggling. They're 22nd in opponents' points per game. They are 28th in allowing assists per game, and they're 28th in steals allowed. So the Grizzlies are going to be able to get steals. They're going to be able to pass the ball well, and they're going to find ways to score. Now, one strength of this Portland team 
is that they actually are allowing the fewest offensive rebounds per game to their opponent. They're doing a very good job of rebounding this year, especially just some Nurkic, who is healthy, back in good standing. When He's played very well against the Grizzlies in the past. He's doing a great job on the board, similar to what Steven Adams is doing on the boards as well when it comes to limiting the defensive rebounding or the offensive rebounding opportunities for opponents. But overall, in terms of which offense is playing at the better rate right now, it clearly is the Grizzlies. And I know that that has certainly gone to Portland's favor over the past few years, and understandably so with Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and others. But going into this game, the offense that is performing better is certainly the Memphis Grizzlies, with both defenses being kind of similar. Even though Portland is statistically a bit better, I think depth-wise, Memphis Steel has more quality defenders that it could throw at Portland than Portland can throw at Memphis. And that is that is especially the case when you consider the fact that Norman Powell, who's been a big who is a big contributor to Portland's plans this year, and Tony Snell are not going to play. So when you really look at the statistics for Portland, what stands out is this is that if you in any way, shape, or form can limit or at the very least keep C.J. McCollum from getting hot, your chances to win are very good right now against Portland. Dame's always going to be a threat, and the Grizzlies obviously are going to need to make sure he is the focal point of their defensive schemes. But I really do think that for the Grizzlies, what it comes down to is simply this. Prevent both Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum from having great games against you. If you can prevent both, if you can basically find a way to where you you have a defensive outcome kind of like you did against the Clippers on Saturday night, well, yes, Paul George certainly got his, but nobody else stood up and was a significant factor on offense. If you can have that outcome instead of on Sunday night where LeBron and others still were productive, but it was uh, Carmelo Anthony who stood out unexpectedly as being the best offensive player, if the Grizzlies can limit, or if the Grizzlies can keep both Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum from having a great game, while also preventing somebody else unexpectedly from stepping up and playing a huge offensive role, I think that they can find a way to win, especially if they can shoot the ball from three well. I feel confident the Grizzlies can certainly get a win in Portland before they take on Golden State on the second half of a back-to-back. It would be a great development for the Grizzlies to get that win. They'd then be 3-1. and one. They'd at least guarantee themselves to get through this West Coast road trip with a winning record and with how well the Grizzlies' offense is performing right now and with the fact that Portland is, does not have as many go-to options when it comes to scoring, especially with Norman Powell being out, I think that certainly falls into the Grizzlies' hands. But the one thing also that has to be there for Memphis, the bench has to make sure that whatever advantage the starting lineup, in my opinion, is likely to get to start off the game tonight or likely will produce when the starting lineup is on the court, the bench can't give it back. Portland's bench is not outstanding or anything like that, but this also would be a great opportunity for the Grizzlies' bench to have a productive night as well. Now, the way that I'm talking, I'm sitting here suggesting that the Grizzlies could want to run away with this game. I don't think that's it at all. But I do think that you could easily see the Grizzlies get themselves a lead and keep it as time goes on. And while you're going to see 
it's a game of runs. You know Portland's going to make those runs. Again, if the Grizzlies can simply prevent C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard from having some type of significant stretch of production, I certainly think that they can get a victory in tonight's game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. The only injury, obviously, is still Dylan Brooks. That certainly has been on the Grizzlies' side when it comes to health on the roster so far this season. I think if the Grizzlies simply play, in, play amongst themselves, if they play to their talent, play within themselves, I feel especially through their offensive production, they will find a way to win this game tonight against Portland. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know it's late night, but anytime you get to see John Morant and Damian Lillard on the court, two players who highly respect each other. We know that Damian Lillard has been one of the biggest supporters of John Morant since he's been in the league. It's always fun to watch those two play against each other. It's going to be fun once again to see him do that. Hopefully it'll be a great matchup, but one that will result in a Grizzlies victory. Can't thank you enough for joining this edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. You know you can find the show at Locked On Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. Hit that subscribe button below here on YouTube. Listen, subscribe, and leave reviews for the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll be with you again soon. If you're looking for a second listen of the day after Lockdown Grizzlies, check out the Lockdown NBA podcast with Josh Lloyd. My name's Sean Coleman. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll be with you tomorrow here again on the Lockdown Grizzlies podcast.